Good morning, planet Earth, and happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday, as some would say, although it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, which is in case you missed it, SMB stands for small and medium-sized business. I have been engaged with SMBs in various capacities for over 20 years now, and I hope you guys have the feeling of the SMB love here on Fridays at talkradio.myc between me and Tommy D on Philanthropy and Focus, Jeremiah Fox on the Entrepreneurial Web, and Joseph McElroy on Wise Content Creates Wealth. This is the place to be if you are an SMB. Over the last two decades, I've noticed that some of the best thought leadership for SMBs happens on Friday when we feel the freedom of the weekend coming. However, we get so anxious to start the weekend, these crucial pearls of wisdom get swept under the rug, overlooked, forgotten in favor of fun weekend activities. On Always Friday, we take advantage of that fun weekend freedom of, and clarity to really discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. Coincidentally, my last name means free in German. Nice fun fact for everybody, I'm not just about the play on words, even though I do adore it. The name of the show does also have a little bit deeper meaning. I'm feeling weekend freedom. I've got shades on. I know Dr. Ron's got some shades by his side as well. Let's get this party started. Uh, today's topic of discussion is understanding retirement plan rhetoric. When you're evaluating a service provider in the retirement plan space, it's very important for you as an SMB to affiliate one with one that is transparent consistent, and most of all, honest. I always feel that way for myself, affiliating with really anybody out there. But unfortunately, not every provider nor their representatives in the marketplace exhibits the crucial character traits of being transparent, consistent, and honest. Most employees and owners, managers out there alike, they are familiar with retirement plans such as the 401k. You know, that said, as a business owner, manager, or employee, you might not understand exactly how a 401k works, of course, the more you know about 401ks and pension plans, the more you'll be able to take advantage of the relevant benefits associated. So our special guest today specializes in translating the complicated world of retirement plans to the point where the picture can be drawn with a crayon. While we're on talkradio.myc, we don't want this to just be talk. The goal here, let's use some of the insight we're going to get today and take it, harness it, create some more impact come Monday morning after our fun weekend activities. Far too often, the SMBs today are focused on the product that is going to solve their problems. The shiny new mousetrap, the magic bullet, the new piece of technology in my travels, and I'm sure as well as Ron's, products change every single day in every other facet of our lives, both personal and business. There is no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first. If you keep a focus on the people first and then the process that's going to help you achieve your goal, the right products are going to present themselves. You don't need to worry about it. All right. Everything begins and ends with the people. So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, I'm very excited. We have a great show today. Our special guest is none other than Dr. Ronald Stair, founder, CEO, principal at Creative Plan Designs a third-party administrator out of Long Island. Ron has been a consulting actuary for more than 40 years. So he's got some road work, people. He's got some experience. He holds many industry credentials. He is currently enrolled to practice before the IRS, is a member of ASPA, NIPA, INFRI, and the Institute of Faculty of Actuaries. Dr. Ron has been referred to as an actuarial guru, the weird, mad scientist, creative genius type of guy with the fur coat and the guy who tells it like it is. And that's why I love him. In fact, I'm, he's all of these things, but of all, above all else, 
He's the guy that's obsessed with retirement planning and passionate about people. Creative Plan Designs is a CFEX certified third-party administrative firm, only one of 61 in the world. And me as a fiduciary analyst, that warms my heart very nicely. The product of over four decades of life, this is really just a, a phenomenal you know, type of resume here. Ron is really good at retirement planning, but without the insanely talented group of people who make up the creative plan designs team, he would just be a guy sitting in the background wearing a long fur coat, telling it like it is. At creative plan designs, Ron makes retirement plans work for you, the employer, and makes it the mission to get as close as possible to the goals that the law allows. The expertise extends to all types and levels of retirement plans. Ron, Dr. Ron and his team can assist with compliance problems, administration issues, or even make the plan design just work better for you. One thing that Dr. Ron and his team do better than most is understand the complexities of the retirement plan arena, weaving the knowledge of what the law says and what it doesn't say into a tapestry that's sewn from the elements of estate planning and taxation that interact to create complex patterns, then reduce it to simple terms so that you can understand it and draw it with a crayon. Put simply, Dr. Ron and team at Creative Plan Designs help solve retirement problems that you didn't know that you had. Dr. Ron's vast experience makes him a very effective geek translator in the world of retirement plans and actuarial science. Absolutely one of the most ideal people to discuss the topic of the day. We're also going to discuss my favorite three questions. Who's your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? And what is your favorite musical instrument and the artist who plays it? Before we get to all that fun stuff, we're going to sit out by my fire pit for just a minute, tell, tell a little bit about you know, my story, my take on the topic of the day, my experience to relate. You know, I think back a long ways when it comes to uh, you know, talking about group benefits, consulting and administration. I, I, I worked in the, in the space for many years, not as many as Ron, uh, around small, medium sized business, you know, group retirement plans and you know, still continue to do some consulting to this day. But I think back to, you know, the test that you get in elementary school, that little career aptitude test that's supposed to tell you what you're going to do with the rest of your life. You know, some people want to be doctors, some want to be lawyers, some want to be firemen. I always say to people that when I took it, mine said that I wanted to retire. So educating people on retirement and group benefits, you know, not necessarily a big stretch. But, you know, to get a little bit deeper, when I went to college, you know, my my major revolved around management science, statistics, decision and information sciences. I might have actually enjoyed actuarial science and going to study for it. And it's funny, I got more interested in it later on in life and in the work world and dealing with folks like Dr. Ron. But you know, I always appreciate in general just a perfect blend of science and art. And, you know, that's what Dr. Ron and Creative Plan Designs do is a great representation. It's just a great representation of blending science and art. You know, very often SMBs that are doing retirement plans or investigating, getting them started, or they have problems, they tend to commoditize the very idea of being a third-party administrator for retirement plans. They will often focus on the race to zero as far as fees go. That's a very big mistake, you know, in a lot of aspects of life, you know, Good, good advice isn't cheap. Cheap advice isn't good. Plenty of good discussion points around that. Uh, you know, relating Dr. Ron and team to books that are in my library, there are a couple that come to mind, but there's one that Dr. Ron told me about that I haven't 
read just yet. And I've you know, looked a little bit at some of the, the details associated, and I can't wait to dive into it, as well as recommend it to a few people. Uh, the book is called Selling the Invisible, A Field Guide to Modern Marketing by Harry Beckwith. And I, I want to read a couple of things from here, because I think it's very relevant to the topic of the day and to Dr. Ron and team, and quite frankly, to a lot of folks that I've worked with over the last 20 years. It's something that people need to really come to terms with. And funny enough, I, I believe this book was actually published about two decades ago. And it's something that's uh, extremely relevant for people to, to really harness right now. So what it says here is, in short, America is a service economy with a product marketing model. But services are not products. And service marketing is not product marketing. A product is tangible. You can see it and touch it. A service, by contrast, is intangible. In fact, a service does not even exist when you buy one. If you go to a salon, you cannot see, touch, or try out a haircut before you buy it. You order it, and then you get it. You can use your other senses to evaluate most products, too. Take a new car as an example. You can admire a car from dozens of angles. You can feel the smooth finish against your palm and the comfort of the leather seats against your back. You can hear the steady rumble of the engine, the faint hum of the electric windows, and that special thud of the car door. For most people, the ultimate test, you buy with your nose too, seduced by that new car smell that the car makers cleverly sneak in. You cannot sense much about a service, however. You cannot hear the hum of a tax return being prepared. You can't smell a good divorce attorney or try on a dry cleaner to see if it flatters you. In most cases, you buy a service, touch, taste, feel, smell, and sight, unseen. Few services have price tags. You interview a service to redo your kitchen, revise your company's pension plan, hello, or cater your anniversary party. At that moment, you probably do not know the cost and fear what it might be. A representative of the service promises to go back and work up an estimate. At that moment, you are not sure you will be able or willing to pay the amount the firm eventually quotes. As a result, you feel even more uncertain and fearful. You usually know when a product fails. The stereo stops playing. The clutch stops clutching. The milk tastes terrible. Knowing when a service fails is much, much harder. Was that good advice from your benefits consultant or good painting from your house painter? That is, was it the service you bargained for? Who knows? Because most product failures are obvious and provable, most products can be warranted. Most services cannot be. As a result, your only recourse for most service failures is either painful negotiation or agonizing litigation. So you buy a service with no guarantees and even more uncertainty. Manufacturers, they make products using a well-tested and monitored process that ensures consistent quality. By the way, being a CFEX certified firm, as Dr. Ron's is, that also ensures that good process, good quality, by the way. Uh, service companies deliver their product through a series of acts that rarely can be routine, routinized into a reliable process. No genius has devised a process, for example, for producing consistently good print advertisements. And it is very hard to manage those limited processes through which most services are delivered. Take an advertising example again. An agency's account supervisor goes out on a photo shoot, downs four banana daiquiris at the hotel bar afterwards, not that I have a problem with that, but then tries to lure the female client up to his room. Have a problem with that for sure. She fires the agency the next afternoon. What process could have possibly presented that service failure? 
So compared to products, services are loose cannons on deck, capable of pivoting around and blowing up the ship at any moment. The poor captain rarely feels in control, and the poor prospect often just feels worried. The products we buy are built by people miles away, by people we've never met. So we rarely take product failures personally. The services we use, by contrast, usually are provided by people we have met or at least spoken with. When that person fails to do what he or she promised, we often take it personally. We ask, how could you do this to me? While the service provider explains, prays, curses, and backpedals furiously all at the same time. So as a service marketer, doctor or architect, dry cleaner or accounting firm, broker or house painter, you face prospects almost shaking with worry. Even if you don't consider yourself a service marketer, if your business is pacemakers, cars, or software, for example, you are a service marketer, or at least you should be. If you make pacemakers, you know that every time a salesperson defects to a competitive pacemaker company, the doctors served by your salesperson defect too. So, you know, about the relationship. Most pace doctors do not buy pacemakers. They buy that expert pacemaker salesperson who can go into the operating room and advise on the device, the procedure, and programming. Pacemakers buy a service, buyers buy a service. Just like the folks that need help with retirement plans, they go to folks like Dr. Ron to go into the retirement plan operating room so that he can help them out. So he has a, a quick quote here that says, leaders should aim to build themselves around the flexibility of their workforce. It all begins with the people. Dr. Ron is extremely experienced. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with Dr. Ronald Stair, founder, uh, CEO, principal of Creative Plan Designs, third-party administration. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. 
Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're going to be talking with my good friend, Dr. Ron Stair, founder, CEO, principal at Creative Plan Designs, third-party administration, all things geek translation for the retirement plan world. Dr. Ron, is that one of your actuaries behind you? It is. It is. Actually, certainly knows more than most people selling plans. I'm I'm a little jealous. My uh my 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 puppy is just about a year old now, and I'd love to have him in here hanging out with me. There, there's no way he's he's an he's a wild animal. This guy, who is that, and how old is he or she? Well, this is Lola, and she's two. Awesome. She looks way more calm than my guy is. So, Doctor Ron. Well, uh, it's good to be Lola. <laughs> she looks like she's styling pretty well to me. I got to be honest. But uh, Dr. Ron, this is the method part of the show. This is where I like to get into, you know, what you do, how you do it, how you go to market for it. And just to you know, go back to something I was just saying, the first step in you know, service marketing is your service. And where does great service come from? It comes from the great people, this huge team of people that works with Dr. Ron. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about, you know, what you guys are doing, how you're doing it, especially how you're going to market for it during the, the pandemic of all crazy times in history. Well, I just told Rochelle to go out and find more clients. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it was, it was interesting. Actually, you know, the pandemic marketing has gone easier than I thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back in a year ago, literally a year ago, it was one of those things where <clears throat> We had a sense of what was going on. We got on the phone with every one of our defined benefit clients and had a a very frank conversation with them about freezing the plan because we weren't sure whether they were going to have money this year to fund it or not. And in March of 20, we were funding for the 2019 year. They've already accrued a deduction. Their cash flow came to a screeching halt, perhaps, in March of 20. And we didn't want to create another liability for 420 that they would have to pay today in 21. So we had these conversations about freezing the plans. And they were exhausting because it's emotional. People's businesses are very emotional to them. Absolutely. So when we're, we're sitting in that space and you're having that conversation, and it's literally eight to 10 hours a day, listening to the client's stories, which are almost identical per hour with the exception of two or three minutes. So you have to listen to the whole darn thing just to 
find that two or three minutes in Stripper for that particular client. Right. And at the end of the day, we froze all but four of our defined benefit plans. And there were reasons how those many defined benefit plans? How many, how many defined benefit plans are you guys working with these days, approximately? About 280. So uh, I think that could resonate with everybody that most, most of the folks that had the conversation took the sound advice that Dr. Ron and his team were providing. But just also to clarify out there for everybody, when you hear the words defined benefit plan, you know, think traditional pension. My father is a retired New York City Board of Ed teacher and guidance counselor. He receives a pension. Most folks that are going to work nowadays, now that we have you know, about, what is it, 70 million uh, millennial folks from the millennial generation going into the workforce, most people are familiar with the 401k world, which is a defined contribution plan, which don't worry, Dr. Ron and team can handle all of that. Not all of them. We don't do ESOPs. <laughs> no ESOP, which stands for Employee no Stock Option Purchase Plan for you guys. So, you know, there's a lot of acronyms. There's a lot of alphabet soup. There's a lot of crazy terms in and around this industry. You know, talk to us a little bit about, you know, how you go about some of the geek translation, because it is something that can look like hieroglyphics, even to people that are in financial services. Like, talk to us a little bit about that. You know, it, it's it's something I've been building on since since ERISA. You know, literally, I'm working in a firm in 1973. The guy that owned the firm gets a, the copy of ERISA, throws it on my desk, and says, "Learn this." And at the time, it's about 260 pages, and now we have single regulations that are over 700 pages. Yep. yep. So it's just as built over that time. And uh, you know, hundreds of pieces of legislation mostly small, but a few really major ones over my lifetime. So you start with ERISA 1 in 74, ERISA 2 in 76. It was tax reform in 78, 79, 80, 82, 84, 85, 86, you know, and so on. And in between, there are little snap-on components. So if we look at something that generates tax deduction, it's almost always, it's always because somebody in Congress had a thought process that it evolved around a social need. So we get to deduct our mortgage on our home interest because they want us to own houses. We get to deduct health insurance premiums as an employer because the government thinks that we should have health insurance, similarly for retirement plans. So there's always a social variation behind the tax deduction. The problem is, is that the people who are writing these rules don't practice tax, they never understand the math. And for the most part, they've never grown a business. Yep. Oh, I, so I, it becomes this indecipherable gop of, <laughs> at the federal level, we've got four federal agencies. You've got the IRS and Treasury, which you would think would be the same. But really, as you look at it, it's pretty much the relationship. It's similar to the Marines and the Navy. Oh. Yeah, the Navy's there, but I want to send in the Marines. Um <laughs> Then you've got the PBGC, which is the, the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, which is sort of like the FDIC of pensions. And then you've got the DOL. Those four government agencies write rules in a vacuum. They don't care what the other three have to say. And sometimes you get into this overstepped environment where you have to figure out which government agency you're going to tick off. Yep. There's contradictions in those rules. Sometimes the rules are not clear. 
for example, we're still cocking around with who's a fiduciary. ERISA's been around since 1974, and we can't define who's a fiduciary. Here's a simple one. I get money from your plan to give you advice to your plan. I'm a fiduciary. We're done. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I don't know why this is so damn complicated. Yep. I, I really, I, I find it fascinating. Yep. And yet the people lobbying against those definitions are the ones selling you the stuff because they don't want to be fiduciaries. <laughs> it's back to the social need side of things. You know, a lot of times discussions and legislation and all of this is, you know, provoked by social interest and social need and personal agendas. And by the way, you know, I know Dr. Ron throws a lot of uh, alphabet soup out there. Uh, you know, ERISA, Employee Retirement Income Securities Act. Is that, do I have that right? Is that, I got that right, right? Was it? Yes. Yeah, good. So, you know, these, pro- these types of laws and legislation and bills and resolutions and things that, things that are drafted, a lot of times they are products of that time and place and what's best for who's, you know, in, in who's, who's in whichever seat. So kind of like Dr. Ram was just saying, like, you can almost look at it like it's a product-based approach and that people are forgetting about the people and the process. So somebody like Dr. Ron and team, you know, they've completely embraced actuarial science from day one. It hasn't been a matter of, you know, oh yeah, this, this, this 401k industry is heating up and getting really hot. Let's go see if we can get in there and throw a piece of technology in there and disrupt the entire industry. It's way more about understanding the industry in general, what the needs and wants are, what the problems are, what the pitfalls are, but then just in general, being good people and continuously learning. Wouldn't you agree? You, you just said it changed a million times in the space of your career. Well, you know, it, it, where we really run into the real disconnect, in my opinion, is that we have no bar for admission in our industry. So anybody can hang out a shingle and say that they're pension consultants. Yeah. So here we are, and what I would, term, in my opinion at least, is the most overregulated area of tax but you don't have to know anything to hang out your shingle and say, this is what I did. <laughs> don't you love that? So we all know bad. We all know bad everything in every profession, whether it's an attorney, a doctor, an accountant, financial advisor. But at one point, those people had a passive test and get a license. Yep. They may not have stayed current, but at one point they knew something. That's yep. not necessarily true in my space. So you have firms like ours where everybody in my office is credentialed and everybody does between three to four times the required CE each year to firms that have nobody with a credential. Yep. And nice. that's what's given advice. Yeah, it's it's truly amazing to me. It's, I, I can resonate deeply with it because, you know, again, my father's a retired teacher. My mother-in-law is a teacher retiring this year. I personally never really wanted to be a teacher, but you know, when I was doing a lot of my group benefits, you know, consulting and administration and you know, four hundred one k retirement plan type of work, I was very often teaching these types of CE types of classes, and I, I I felt good about it. I felt good about the subject matter. I felt good about getting people educated with it. But I would routinely see professionals that should be really up to date with it, kind of spewing details that were antiquated by a decade or two. Doesn't that scare the hell out of you when you see that? No, because to me, that's billable time. I get to fix it. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you know, and that's, and that's actually not horrible business because I didn't create that problem. I agree. 
But, you know, to one of the things you said in your preamble when I was listening to you, because I was listening, um, Appreciate you that. talk about the guarantees in the service side. We actually guarantee our work. Yep. We make mistakes. We're human beings. It happens. But when we make mistakes, write a check. Yep. And, and my staff knows I don't like writing those checks, so they have to stay on top of what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, very, very few SMBs like write, writing checks in that fashion. But you know, it's it, it's 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 nice and refreshing to hear you position it that way because uh, I'm sure you've seen this too. I can't tell you how many service-based types of businesses I've spoken with or affiliated with out there that don't even admit they make a mistake, and it's just like. Everybody makes mistakes. If it's a service business, it doesn't matter what kind of service business, there may be some element of disruption somewhere. It, almost none of these things tend to go perfectly. But is there, the focus is really trying to make some progress. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to progress into the second segment, which is the madness segment. Get some of the madness behind Dr. Ron and team's life these days. Uh, we'll be right back with more Always Friday. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Dr. Ronald Stair, founder, CEO, principal with Creative Plan Designs, third-party administrative firm, all things retirement plans out of Long Island. We're going to get a little bit into the madness of Dr. Ron and team's life, and I can't wait to hear some of this, because the madness part of the segment, Dr. Ron, is kind of the artistic, observational part of the show here where you know stories about things you've seen that clients are asking you to do no subject is too taboo obviously we don't need to compromise any client confidentiality matters we can call them mrs x mr y whatever you want to do but i i have to think there's some phenomenal stories that you've come across in uh four decades of practicing actuarial science so uh please lay it on us what are some things that you've seen as of late that are that are interesting. Oh, somehow we have managed to find a series of these 401H accounts, which are post-retirement health care plans that are attached to a defined benefit plan. Uh, the regulations were last touched on that in 57 years ago, literally. <laughs> so they're the current the rules. Um, they really just don't work unless you're a very large company like the General Motors. So we see people trying to squeeze them into small plan spaces to accommodate their, um, their desire for tax deduction more than anything else. There was, a, there was an article in a uh, magazine that caters to the medical community, and there was like two column inches saying, well, you can use these plans just to pay for things like your wife's massages and stuff post-retirement. <laughs> and uh, it's not really how they work. Um, the promoters set them up and then sort of disappear. And people are stuck holding these things. And there's no nice, easy way to get rid of them. Um, so a particular company uh, that set up a few hundred of them went to the Labor Department and said, uh, mea culpa, how do we get out of it? And the Labor Department says, we're not helping you. Uh, so we have a handful of those on our desk right now trying to help them disgorge from that. Um, but one of our terms in the office is seduction of deduction. People <laughs> want tax deduction, even if they shouldn't do it. I, I can't agree more in my travels. Uh, I, I feel like people, you know, if they, if, if, if a financial advisor shows a client a 10% return on their portfolio, they go, eh, I guess it's okay. I'm not sure. I don't know. The guy at the water cooler got 12%, 15%. But if you save them a thousand bucks in taxes, they, they remember it forever. So people are definitely seduced by the idea of tax savings. There's no doubt about it. It is ridiculous, but then, you know, where it all gets compounded to a large extent is nobody wants to pay for it. Right. So if I look at our vendors, and again, I don't care where the money is. I don't touch money. I don't get paid by the, by the vendors. Well, we do sometimes, and it's a battle. Yeah. So some vendors do what they call revenue sharing. We exclude ourselves from revenue sharing arrangements if the vendor will allow us to because I don't want to be doing that bookkeeping and accounting. We do a pure dollar per dollar offset when we do get revenue sharing. Sometimes the vendor sends us way more money than they're supposed to. We point that out. They tell us we're mistaken. We don't understand the math. We do. Um, 
we have gone back to vendors and said, why don't you just give it back to the participants? And they say, no, no, if you don't take it, we're just going to keep it. And these are the things that the fiduciaries of the plans are supposed to be aware of and ferreting out. But we find oftentimes the financial advisor doesn't understand what's going on in the background either. Yeah, it's sad, it's sad but true. It's, uh, you know, a lot of times to one of your earlier points, you know, if you do work in financial services, it can be a jack of all trades, master of none type of thing. But dealing with group benefits is something I've definitely seen over the years in various capacities. It's, it's something of an industry within the industry. It's, it, you know, and it's with a lot of the legislation that's changed in recent years and a lot of, you know, changes around the industry, you can't really just dabble in it anymore. And there's, there's all kinds of people out there that try to dabble in retirement plans. You, you just can't do it. Like somebody like Dr. Ron and team, you know, four decades of experience. Like that, that, that doesn't, that's not something that you could just pick up in a couple of days. So. No, it's, 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 it's there's just, there's a lot of moving parts. So, you know, the, the retirement plan, when I'll go in and say to somebody, what do you want to do for retirement? Their focus is always on, well, where's the money going to go? I, I don't care. Right. Yeah. One of my bumper stick, you know, we have a bunch of internal bumper stickers. I tell people all the time when a client will say to me, what should I do? And my response is always, I don't care. It's not my plan. They're not my employees. It's not my money. Tell me what you're trying to do and I'll tell you how to get there. Yep. Or at least as close as I can get to there that the law allows. And when it gets down to it, that's, that's really what a financial advisor is, is doing anyway, is, you know, tell me what, where you want to go and we'll figure out the best path to get there. Give you the right tools for the tool belt, the right plan. And it's very often gets into a discussion of product slinging. And I, 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 it's, it's actually comical sometimes when you talk to some people about this very topic, if you say I have two, two, you know, advisors, consultants, and one says, I've been using the same vendors, the same investments for the last 20 years. You could set your watch by their performance, et cetera. Uh, but, uh, and then you talk to somebody who goes, oh, well, I have you know, six, seven, 10 step process on, on how I work with my clients, but it's really based on your story and your needs, your wants and your wish lists and your you know, tolerance for risk. A lot of times people will default to the one that says, oh, yeah, you know, 20 years experience working with the vendors like they, you could set your watch by by their performance. Don't you find that crazy when you see that out there? Oh, I find it horrific. You know, and then and then you get the some of the uh, no load mutual fund companies that are sitting there saying, oh, here, we're going to do this for you for free. <laughs> really? Nobody likes you that much. Yeah. I'm going to take on the liability and sell a product to you and do the work when I have stockholders to answer to and I'm going to do this for free. If you're really that stupid, then you should just go there. <laughs> Strong words, my friend, but uh, I am continually baffled by, I have seen that madness myself firsthand that it's like, oh, well, they told me it was free or there was no cost or it's included with this other service. Just like, make no mistake. Nothing is free in this life. There is some type of trade-off somewhere. It might be a little less than here, a little more than here, but everything is a give and a take with personal life and with business life. And there is some type of take there where you're paying money somewhere or you're sacrificing something somewhere. Wouldn't you agree? Well, yeah, you, 
Well, you know, you see the payroll companies, for example, like if you take our 401k plan, we're going to give you a discounted price on the payroll. Well, that's a clear violation of fiduciary standards. But yeah, and and but where it gets even hairier with stuff like that, and I see this kind of stuff all the time, is when it's an asset management company, like an investment company, that's at all. Oh, well, if you guys want us to do that, this plan for you, kind of like you were saying, you know, no loan mutual fund companies, you know, there's it, there, there's a little bit of an inherent conflict there where, you know, if if you guys use our investment vehicles, we'll do the the retirement plan record keeping and administration for one set of fees. But if you don't use them, we'll do it for another set of fees. I like I, I spent a lot of time over the years blowing some smoke away on that and really creating transparency for people. And I imagine you have too. Like it's the, the very like you know setting of the whole industry and the commoditization of it and the race to zero. People think it's just something that's an afterthought, and it's something that's like there's crazy art and science behind it. Well, you know, it, it, and again, it comes down to, you know, you and I had a conversation yesterday about the emotional quality of money. Yeah. So I've got this, so I've got this bucket of money, which is the largest lump of cash almost everybody will accumulate in their lifetime. And that, that bucket of cash is enveloped with a bunch of emotion. I'm getting old, I'm getting displaced, I'm getting dead, I'm getting divorced, I'm getting disabled. You know, there's not a whole lot of happy emotion around that bucket of money when you start to parse it out. And then I got to give some of it to my employees who may or may not appreciate it. And I want to have that conversation with somebody. But when I'm going to commoditize it, I lose that ability to have that conversation. Because people cost money. Trained people cost more than non-trained people. Yeah. So when you, so when you look at plan administration, my administrators handle 80 to 90 clients. I know competitors where their administrators handle 300 clients. Nobody's got time to talk to you if they've got 300 clients on their desk during the year with all of the information they have to divulge to the employees and all that communication that goes back and forth. There's, there's no consultant in that space. So even if that individual is really well-trained, and generally they're not, that's, what, that's who's doing your retirement planning. So if you think about the corporate hierarchy, I'm, uh, I'm going through this right now. We're writing an article on a back and forth with uh, Scott Adams, the guy that writes Gilbert. Yeah. Um, we're, in a, we're in an alumni association together. And it was one of those things where about 20 years ago, I made a comment, a passing comment to a client about, you know, the little snuffy in the office. And, um, and he left us and went to another company to do his work. And he came back about five years later. And I said, why are you back? And he said, well, I was snuffing. And it became sort of a verb. And we have built on that now. So here's our corporate hierarchy chart. You've got the C-suite, which is two pieces. Those that really run the company and those that are there by nepotism or length of service. And then below that, you've got grunts, gnomes, snuffies, and smurfs. <laughs> so when you call the 1-800-GO-AWAY number, you get that level one snuffy on the phone. And that's who's giving you retirement plan advice. They got their flashcards. They got their headset. Maybe they had three hours of training. And these are the people that are, their job is to keep you from getting to the gnomes. Because the gnomes are the middle managers who actually do the work behind the scenes. But they're overworked and they're busy and they don't want to hear about it. I'm, I'm right the bloated. I, I, I'm right there. I'm right there with you, Doctor Ron. We got to take a quick break. 
I, I could talk okay. about these, these topics with you all day. It's dangerous for, for me and you, I know. But uh, we're gonna, we'll are gonna we be right back with Dr. Ron Stair, founder, uh, CEO, principal of Creative Plan Designs in uh, Long Island. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Dr. Ronald Stair and his dog, Lola, uh, founder, CEO, principal at Creative Plan Designs, third-party administrative firm, retirement plan gurus, weird scientists in the laboratory of administration. Uh, So we're just going to bring things home here with the message part of the show today, Ron. And this is really where we want people to, to really use the insight, the weekend insight, the freedom... And, and really just get it out there for them so that they can make impact come Monday morning. And it, a lot of things that I had as far as notes to myself of where we could go with this, we've hit pretty, pretty deeply here. But I had one thought here that you kind of went, went there with the seduction of deduction discussion. I said, don't be seduced by fancy marketing buzzwords and complicated jargon around the retirement industry. Partner with someone who's going to get to know you as a person and geek translate it for you in a way that hits home. And I think that's that's important here. Do you? I, I think it's it's crucially important. I mean, again, part, most of the time people don't know that they even have choices. Yeah. Somebody will come and say, "Here's a 401k plan," and they think that's all they have. So they don't know that they have more than they have. No, yeah, and that's exactly what it is. We're going to make it one-stop shopping. We're going to coordinate it with your health insurance or your or your payroll or your HSA, and it goes on autopilot. 
it doesn't go on autopilot. And that becomes part of the problem. I get concerned in general when I hear autopilot anything. It's it's funny. I had this discussion with somebody, and it might have been you actually, just yesterday about uh, you know, folks that drive the Tesla nowadays. It's you know, they, They're comfortable sometimes with the 12 cameras around the car driving the car for them, even in the middle of like a blizzard. I'm just like, uh, uh, that doesn't make me feel comfortable. <laughs> That's not autopilot to me. I'd, I'd be scared. Well, if I can't see you, you can't see me, right? I mean, and so I can't possibly hit you. Um, yeah. No, but, yeah. you know, again, I said this earlier and I had this as, as thoughts too, because, you know, I do, you know, I, I understand, you know, the third party administrative industry better than most, you know, listeners out there might not necessarily, but the concept of don't shortchange yourself on one of the biggest goals of working Americans. Because remember, you know, for the most part, cheap advice ain't good. Good advice ain't cheap. Transparency is very important, especially in this industry. Working Americans, they typically want to do three things. They want to pay their taxes. They want to educate their children. And they want to retire. Why would you shortchange yourself on the retirement side? So... If, if you guys was that a question? Uh, I was just like, yeah, I, I figured you were just going to jump in and go. Could have said it better myself, but you know. Um, but, but okay, I couldn't have said it better myself. There you go. See, just the, no cue cards necessary here. So, no, but it's, I, I think it's really, really important. It's it's something that ha- hits home with me for some time, and I know it does with you, Doctor Ron. So, you know, just real quick, wrap it up for everybody with a nice bow, because I I feel like everyone out there has had the experience of in the SMB world, especially. They have to run payroll. They have to have some type of HR function. They have to have benefits. They have to have all of these measures in place. But a lot of times, just like you said, it's like it's looked at like a product. The box is checked. Sign here. We're good. What can they take away from the, our conversation here today so that Monday morning they look at this with a different lens and take some positive action? Lay it on us. Ultimately, no matter who you hire to do stuff for your retirement plan, you are still a fiduciary. Even if you hire an outside fiduciary, you made the choice to hire that fiduciary, you are still on the hook for it. And nobody has more authority to take your home away from you than the Labor Department. I think that's a very powerful words and something that everybody should take to heart. So Dr. Ron, great stuff. We're gonna go back and revisit my favorite three questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What is your favorite movie or TV show? And what is your favorite musical instrument? And lay some musicians on me, the favorite ones that play them. So for you, your favorite movie or TV show character, none other than Leonard Hofstadter from The Big Bang Theory. And when you told me this, you said, that is me. And after seeing your face on Leonard, I'd have to agree. Bazinga. That was Sheldon that said Bazinga, though. I know, but that's why, actually, the next one, as I've told you before, I, I do like to okay. try my best wherever I can. So there's me as Sheldon. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> so your favorite movie, and this is another one. I, I actually was not able to get your face onto this one. Uh, but this is a movie that I haven't seen yet, and I'm a movie guy. So when I hear of something that I'm very interested in that I haven't seen, especially one that's been out for so long, 
I get even more interested in it. Uh, The movie is Being There with Peter Sellers. And just a quick note about this movie for you folks out there. It's a a story of a simple-minded gentleman named Chance, a gardener who resided in Washington, D.C., wealthy employer his entire life, uh, educated only by television, and forced to leave the house when his boss dies. While he's wandering the streets, he encounters a crazy businessman who who takes, takes on Chance, the gardener, to be a fellow upper class gentleman and and this guy is ushered into high society and his wisdom is like turning people's heads i thought it was phenomenal picture of peter Sellers. great movie hey man i i it's it's definitely uh on my list for the weekend if i can get the kids to be quiet long enough so so you know you know getting you know getting into have multiple answers for the tv side and Maybe like one answer for the music side. You didn't even pay attention to the to the musical instrument side. You just went into here's the top three musicians that come to mind immediately for me. So again, I didn't put your face on these ones, but I do have a funny story to relate on all of them. Uh, so you had mentioned number one, Mr. Earl Gardner, trumpet player, and I, I was trying to think of where I remembered Earl from, and I uh, just went, went just Googled him and all of that, and I. I, I realized that he played with G.E. Smith and the Saturday Night Live band in the early 90s. And uh, I, I, I love certain periods of Saturday Night Live, and that was definitely one of them. But uh, de- def- I, n- nobody, nobody's put Earl's name up there for me just yet. So nice, nice, refreshing change. The other two names that you gave me were keyboard and piano folks. And that always turns me because I do play the piano and the saxophone, not as much as I, uh, as I used to, but it is something that I love. So... You had said uh, Mr. Billy Preston, sometimes regarded as the fifth Beatle, and uh, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Another maybe thought for the uh, some of your retirement plan uh, clients, but I, I found I did find a picture of Billy Preston out there with with Ringo Starr, and you know again he's he's a lot of times regarded as the fifth Beatle. Collaborated with them on a number of projects. Uh, another name you threw out there who's also collaborated with a certain Beatle is. Nicky Hopkins, piano player. And I'm not as familiar with him. It actually opened my eyes to start looking around. And you know, as, as you uh, taught me, he has collaborated on lots of piano music out there over the years. But uh, one of them was actually with John Lennon, which, you know, when you have a couple of folks of Beatles discussion, it always you know tugs at my heartstrings a little bit. My dad's a big Beatles fan. Uh, his father was a professional musician. My dad still plays the guitar on a nightly basis whenever he get, you know, gets to it. And it's something that I just I grew up with and definitely warms my heart a whole bunch. But something that I, I thought of here that you might find pretty funny is the fifth Beatle discussion. You know, this, it's known out there that he's he, Billy Preston was regarded as kind of like the fifth Beatle. And you know, Saturday Night Live with Earl Gardner, Saturday Night Live band. There was a sketch that Eddie Murphy did years ago, if you remember where he, he did, acted like he was the, the fifth Beatle. His name was Clarence, and he was being interviewed on Saturday Night Live. And he said, oh, it was original, I was originally in the Beatles. They actually were going to call it the Clarences. So it's, I just, when I saw all of that, I, just, I thought it was a, just a crazy funny way of tying it all together. But you know, Dr. Ron, I, I can't tell you what a pleasure it's been to have you on to here today. I, you, what you do and how you do it and the team that you've assembled and just how – how tight you guys are with your knowledge base and training is second to none out there. Folks really need to look at someone like you for this crucial part of their SMB you know, world. So I have Dr. Ron's contact information, creative plan designs as the company. Dr. Ronald's there is the founder, CEO, principal. Dr. Ron, 
Thank you so much once again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. So we, we got to wrap up here short. We got Jeremiah Fox and the Entrepreneurial Web coming up here in just a few minutes. Uh, but coming up next week on Always Friday, we're going to be talking to my friend Kathleen Day. She's the founder of Five Out of Five Organizational Firm. She helps businesses organize their office, uh, really manage their time a lot better, and really uh, start getting their systems in place, which is something Dr. Ron can probably relate to with being a fiduciary, uh, a fiduciary accredited and certified firm. Uh, you know, really having your processes tightened up is, is important these days. So uh, we'll talk to Kathleen next week from five out of five. Uh, thank you for hanging with us on always Friday. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week, everybody. Okay. Broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. you listeners looking to boost your business why not advertise on talk radio nyc with very reasonable rates interested simply send us a message on our website talkradio.nyc do you love or are you intrigued about new york city and its neighborhoods i'm jeff goodman host of rediscovering new york a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. 
This channel features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 